0: five movies this morning your co-host chris gasper this is frank Pellicone. you're listening to episode 72 of the spin chagrin and last week's category was the controversially named cybernetic guns um so frank um what did you choose to come up with uh for cybernetics and guns so i want to say that i thought about this for a long time
1: about my stance on a cybernetic gun and how there's no such thing as a cybernetic gun uh-huh. only cybernetic people and I think that, I I think I'm right. Like I think that if you have a gun in your arm, that's a cybernetic arm with a gun attachment. That's not a cybernetic gun. So I, I stand here, by. Here,
0: here's the thing. Okay, let's let's just like get down the brass tacks here. Um, I think you were technically correct through my research um, of trying to figure out whether, but I think the meaning is still there for what you thought of as what I wanted you to think of. Ultimately. Oh, yeah. It's, so it's... Whether, while it may have been imperfectly communicated, I think the <laughs> intent was understood, even if that's the case. But I mean, to me, a cybernetic gun would probably be most technically, I think, is if the gun is part of the organism and is connected mm. mentally to Well, we're only going to talk about that in
1: one movie. And that movie is not even a chagrin movie. (laughs) All right. Um, All right. So what do you got for us? All right. So let's start with the movie that I actually enjoyed um, out of the chagrins. uh, And that is 1990. Uh... Nope. Not that. Hold on. I'm going to give you the year. 1992's Nemesis. Um, it's directed by Albert Peon and stars a bunch of people that you don't know, um, except for Brian James. You know, Brian James. Yes. Um, but a bunch of other people that you don't know. Uh, you know what? You've seen a few of these people, but they're just anyway. So pleasantly surprised by this movie. Um, it's basically a Blade Runner ripoff, kind of. Um, with some elements of um, a little bit of Terminator thrown in. Okay. Um, the basic premise is, uh, Alex is, Alex Rain, um, is this guy that's worked for the government for a long time. Um, basically as an agent that puts down, um, cyborgs, like replicants or whatever. I can't remember what they call them in this movie, Mm -hmm. androids um but over the course of time has suffered so many catastrophic injuries through his um through his work that he's become a cyborg himself like he's mm. more machine than man. than man uh-huh um so he's on assignment uh hunting down this cell of like rebel androids or like people that are there are androids and humans that are aiding androids to try and rid the world of humans in place of machines because humanity has mistreated machines for so long. Um, so he ends up murdering a bunch of them, um, but in the end gets killed himself, sort of. Like, he gets destroyed and then rebuilt Um, by this government agency and his handler, Farnsworth, yeah. Um, but decides that he doesn't want to be a part of, you know like killing androids anymore just kind of wants to retire um but you find out that he has this former lover named jared um who's a woman so i don't know i i I tried to read a little bit about this i didn't do like a huge amount of research but all the men in this movie have women's names and Mm -hmm. all the women in this movie have men's names Mm -hmm. and i don't know if that's like some commentary about like just the ever-changing nature of like humanity maybe because mm-hmm. that really is, like, the central question of the movie is what makes a human a human, um, which a lot of these androids talk about, uh, like, throughout the entire movie. It's it's so clearly, like, inspired by Blade Runner, but it's not a Blade Runner ripoff, so it doesn't come across mm-hmm. as, um, I don't know, uh, derivative, I guess, is the best way to put it, like, when you watch it. Even huh. though what I'm going to tell you sounds, like it's going to sound super derivative, mm-hmm. um, including ideas like along the lines of like do androids dream of electric sheep and whatnot. Right. Um, so anyway, so he goes to this fuck I can't remember what it's called, like San Lu or something like that, or Shao, Shou, Shou Lu or something. This island country that's friendly to androids, and basically is hunted by the CIA or whatever the former government who's trying to kill him. Um, He finds out that Jared is dead and is existing only as a consciousness inside a flash drive, um, which calls to him, like, does he still, because he was in love with her, even though she was an android, and does he still love her? Um, So there's a lot of, it's a lot of action. Um, You find this other woman who sort of helps him, but then it turns out that she's only helping him so she can kill him herself because he, one of the women that he killed in the initial, like, the beginning of the movie was her sister um but then she they kind of fall in together because they realize they're fighting for the same cause um you find out that farnsworth who is his handler is actually this like ultra cyborg that's there to kill them both and Mm -hmm. basically like kill alex to sort of like get rid of the evidence because alex refuses to work for him um there's a hilarious fight and apparently there's this movie spawned like four sequels there's five nemesis movies right over the course of like 20 some years um the original nemesis cut and again like very Blade Runner esque. The original nemesis cut is Alex and the sister um getting away from every like escaping. Like Alex has this fight with Farnsworth on uh transport jet like a la um Air Force One, like Harrison Ford, uh what's his name fight? Um right. Where like, but powers. Farnsworth, okay. Farnsworth is an exoskeleton, um, like in Terminator. Well, Terminator okay. basically like he's the Terminator exoskeleton. Anyway, yeah. So the ending, the the ending of the real movie, the original movie, is that they get away like together, and they're able to start a new life. But there's apparently a director's cut that's like there's Japanese and European release, okay. Where there's a voiceover that Farnsworth survived, and he's talking to another ai that's like jared um and they're gonna take them out so Mm. um silly in some ways and obviously like very much inspired by like you can tell like what its inspirations are but i swear to god like one of the most fun movies i've watched in a long time for the Mm. spin chagrin yeah um i thought really well conceived um i don't want to talk too much about some of the set pieces because i think it's really interesting to kind of like get surprised by them because there's Mm -hmm. some things that happen that I found to be really like super innovative in an action movie, like some cool set pieces Um, doesn't feel like a low budget movie. And I'd never like, I think I'd guess I'd seen this movie box um, when I was younger, like in the video store, but I had never watched any of these movies before. So I'm actually probably going to watch the second nemesis at least is up on Tubi. So I'm probably going to watch that. This was on Mm -hmm. Tubi. Um, So really entertaining. Like if you like sci-fi and action, it's pretty, pretty, pretty perfect. Hmm. Um, it'll make you laugh a few times sometimes intentionally and sometimes unintentionally Um, but it always has his heart in the right place and it's always fun to watch and i think definitely worth a look if you're um if you're into that stuff so
0: do you happen to know if Pian um directed the fifth one because i just no. know that it, it comes out like 21 years after so he's like... an executive producer at some point in the series okay um he directs all the first four It looks like yeah
1: and then he becomes executive producer gotcha. of the fifth. And then there's a spin-off that's a combination of the Cyborg series and Nemesis mm. called Nemesis Cyborg or <laughs> Cyborg Nemesis or something like yeah. that. He does um, work, uh Yeah, and that actually is bringing back the guy that plays Alex Rain, supposedly. Um, yep, I see his name there. Yeah. To... Uh, as a central character, which is pretty <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, oh, that's neat. But again, just it's it's pretty violent um it's it's pretty bloody um it's definitely like fan servicey so you can tell that it was something that was meant to try and like i guess garner video rentals in the in the 90s because there is like nudity and there's a lot of violence and um but really like just yeah just a really really impressive movie definitely better than some other stuff in the same milk um i would actually put it up equal to something like demolition man really Huh. In okay. terms of its, um, not maybe not its production value, one hundred percent, but mm-hmm. like there's definitely some practical effects
0: in this that are are really impressive for what you know is a low budget that they were working with. Okay, I found Nemesis Five to see who directed it. Um, j- I think you definitely need to watch someday Nemesis Five, uh, the new model, as its title, because the trailer is playing silently on uh-huh. on IMDb, and oh boy. <laughs> Oh, boy, I want to watch this movie. I'm excited.
1: <laughs> I can't wait to watch all the other three. Or two, three, four, and then five. Right. Two takes place... So I, I looked at two, and I watched like 15 minutes of it, and then I realized I was getting tired. And I didn't want to waste it, because I was like really into it. Mm-hmm. But two takes place like far in the future, and involves... um. There's like a lesbian main character, and... It's not, like, exploitive, like, 90s lesbianism. It's actually, like, it's just, I don't know. It's it's just, like, a part of her, like, character. It's right. not meant to titillate or anything. I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the first, like, 15, 20 minutes that I watched. But it's definitely, like, a completely different take on the idea. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's I, I think it's pretty amazing that a series, it's almost like um, Trancers or... Um, what is that time cop or whatever? Where it's a mm-hmm. series that like exists over the course of multiple iterations and follows a general plot, and I think that that's um, I always think that's really cool.
0: Oh, P.O.'s the guy that did Radioactive Dreams.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. All right. So anyway, um, worth watching. Okay. Cool. Uh,
0: yeah. So
1: I felt like because I really enjoyed myself on my first go <laughs> that I was somehow like not living up to the promise of the spin chagrin okay so i started looking for other movies um and again as revealed last week my general direction is i just type in like something like cyborg or something into tubi and just see what happens Mm -hmm. so the next movie that i watched is called termination man it's a 1998 movie uh there's no entry on um, wikipedia that i could immediately find so i'm assuming that it's um yeah. So okay. it's directed it's directed by Fred Gallo, if you're familiar with him. Uh, maybe. Uh he um he was a Corman director. Gotcha. Okay. Um and did a bunch of like um let me see. Just a bunch of crap, really. Uh Dracula Rising, um this movie called Dead Space. So it's just low budget like (laughs) direct-to-video stuff but so he's the director here of termination man and termination man is one of those movies that there's a bunch of low budget stuff from the 90s and early 2000s where you can tell that it's a guy who came into money somehow like a nouveau riche guy that took his money and put it into producing and then decided he was going to live out his ultimate fantasy of being the star of the thing he was producing. I wish I could remember the name. There's a couple of dudes. The one guy is like into martial arts and the other guy is into conspiracy theories. They're red letter media. People cover their movies. Mm. But they're people that have produced their own movies and star in their own movies. And are basically just there as like fan service for themselves. Yeah. So the main character of Termination Man is an actor named Steve Railsback. And you've seen Steve Railsback before. And he's actually been on The Spin Chagrin before. Um, Did we talk about Blue Monkey? Do you remember? No. So that was a movie I watched for The Spin Chagrin. But we didn't talk about. um, Because I really just didn't even know what to say. But Blue (laughs) Monkey is this. um, Oh, I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah, Contagion movie. So Railsback is the main character in that. Or one of the two main characters. So he's in this movie. Mm -hmm. So in 1998. Steve Railsback is fifty some years old, fifty two, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And is supposedly the peak physical specimen that the United States has <laughs> for for the military. I and they it. make I love it. They make it's... statements like he's been he's been he's been technologically enhanced. So Railsback G- gives me hope. <laughs> Railsback can run 10 miles in ten minutes they like they they make mention of this like how he's got this like great endurance and he's this like super tough dude I mean he can like like throw you know 200 pound men with just like his bare hands I swear to God there's like four instances in this goddamn movie where they have to walk somewhere like him and the other characters and his character complains like an old man about how much he doesn't want to walk <laughs> like I he also is paired with uh, I can't remember the actress's name, but he's paired with this woman um, who is also supposedly she's the top of her class. She was poached from MIT um, for her technical skills, but she's like the top agent in the field, mm. which doesn't even make any sense because she never uses any kind of like engineering or anything. She just shoots people sometimes like she's a good shot and like, right tries to avoid railsbacks sexual advances which are constant yeah um but she ends up like having sex having sex in one of the most uncomfortable i can't even explain like how uncomfortable like sex scenes i've ever seen with his fucking wrinkled ass old body like writhing on top of her and she's one of those things where it's like she's obviously there just to take off her clothes like really um so anyway so the premise is that uh, they have to infiltrate this country because they're they have to infiltrate Slovenia, I think, because it's during the time when the previous like Czechoslovakian states were breaking apart. So it was like Bosnia Herzegovina, Slovenia, right? Um, the Czech Republic, like they were all like breaking into their own like things.
2: It's still and, weird, s-
1: and so they have this guy who's a, a uh slovenian general that has like decided that he doesn't want to be a part of the new democracy and so he's going to blow everybody up with these fucking like poison bombs or something right. so they have to go in and not and so R- railsback just wants to go in and kill this dude and his handler is like nah, man you can't go in and kill this dude you got to go and deactivate the bomb so like the whole country doesn't die and he's like, right. Um, so anyway, they go to this country and he's got this friend, Mark, who's like also a secret agent. And then they meet up with this woman like Natasha or something. I can't remember her name. Just blonde woman. So Rails back at first is like, he's like, oh, you know, maybe after this, we can go out for dinner. And she's like, oh, yeah. And a walk on the beach. And he's like, yeah. And then maybe it's a little more after. And she's like, I'm really into that idea and then like two scenes later she's her and mark and she's like they're being attacked by the terrorists, and she's like i feel safe because i'm with you now and i seriously like, i thought i fell asleep but then i rewound <laughs> and watched it and it was like nothing happened that like made anyway <laughs> long story short this movie is an absolute like ego piece for this dude for no reason whatsoever and he's the most unbelievable secret agent on the face of the planet, he's looks like he looks he looks like death. He looks like he's been smoking for like forty years, <laughs> and you got to believe that. Like, oh man, I I texted you and Orion a piece of dialogue from this movie the other night. Do you remember? Oh that
0: yeah, yeah. Uh huh. I'm gonna read it to you. Hmm.
1: Oh, wrong text thread. Other pocket. (laughs) Um, this is all anticlimactic. This is an exchange between him and this, like, this woman. she's actually like super attractive, very very pretty. Um, I was surprised
0: by like how attractive she was. This is the main actress, right? Yeah, she was in that. Isn't that a movie that we talked about? Was uh the Don the Dragon Wilson movie. Um, Future both. Kick? Oh, no, 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 She's in virtual something with him. Sorry. Well, it's not Future Kick. That's all that matters. It looks like the exact same cover. To I'm sure Future it's Nick, the but... same exact movie.
1: <laughs> you know, if you'd stop hating me for a minute, I might grow on you. And then she says, like a tumor. And then he says, like caviar. Which I was thinking, like, what the fuck does that mean? Right. I guess How's because that? maybe it's an acquired taste, like when you're right. Like, yeah. rich. Right. Um. And then she says, "Well, I hate fish." Mm. But then she still ends up getting that caviar. Um. Anyway, so just an absolutely like I'm ridiculous for sure, sure that caviar grew on her. <laughs> um. It's one of those things where, like, there's certain movies that are so bad that they make you laugh, and I mean everybody has like so bad they're good movies that they enjoy. Mm-hmm. And there's times where this movie like. Oh, so there's this anecdote where he's he's basically James Bond, so they're giving him all these things to use, like these tools. He's got a laser pen that can burn holes and things. Um, He's got a camera that when you click the... He's got... So they give him this camera that's got a super flash on it that can blind people, like it's like 500 times a normal flash so the his handler guy his like q or whatever is explaining this to him him and mark they're there like like getting the rundown on their their gadgets and the handler guy is like close your eyes and then clicks the flash and it's like if you close their eyes and they didn't see it then what did you prove you just like it was like just to show me that it was a flash but it didn't do anything you just turn this right so anyway (laughs) Um, there's rolls of film and some of the rolls of film are frag grenades and some of the rolls of film are just like flashbang grenades, but you can't tell them apart. So, And they're really bad. like They don't really do anything. Um, anyway. I, I don't... What do you mean the rolls of fi- How did the rolls of film become... So I guess because... Th- so the premise of them like... So this is a war-torn country on the cusp of revolution. Like a violent revolutionary coup. By their military, and the premises that they're going in as tourists. And I was thinking, like, dude, who the fuck is going in as a tourist to this like war torn country? So that's why they have the camera in the film because that fits their tourist okay um, persona. So okay. okay, um, there's this random point where terrorists attack them, and at first the terrorists are just like normal dudes in the town, and then all of a sudden, like guys with ski masks start chasing them, and it's like. I don't know. Like they like nobody cared to hide their identity before. And now all of a sudden, like now that the town's like half blown up, you need to, you know, right? Like hide your, I, I it fucking. It's weird. <laughs> there's all my favorite scene in the movie. So <laughs> they keep running into roadblocks, and fucking Railsback is like, man, I'm awful tired of these roadblocks. So. um <laughs> fucking mit woman is like oh i got an idea so she starts like driving real fast and the fucking military guys are like "Ah!" and as they run away they randomly tip over um their barricade which lays like perfectly diagonal in between their two jeeps and she hits it with their little like tiny like whatever compact car and ramps it like the Dukes of Hazard, and then la- and then like drives away. Jesus! And rails back's like, yeah, I like the way you drive. And she's like, oh, just wait till later. Oh. <laughs> and it's only been like five <laughs> minutes since she didn't like fish. But anyway, all right. All right. um, oh, and Mark died by the way, like right after they were together. So they were getting. Th- they went to the safe house, which wasn't a safe house because all the terrorists were there. <laughs> and so the terror. <laughs> so they go into they go into the the bunker like underneath and their guide is like oh these are the bunkers and they're super secret and nobody knows they're here so they go into the bunker and there's like their contact is dead on the ground and like oh my god and rails back's like jump this way and the terrorists have set up (laughs) like 40 rattan like rattan 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 chairs Mm -hmm. like wicker chairs that they've piled together to form a wall that they're hiding behind and pointing their guns through and shooting. Because I guess, because the Rattan has like whatever gaps in it, you can like Uh put your gun in and shoot. And so, but the thing is, is they, they are just stuck behind the wall. Like they can't do anything. Like they're not like advancing forward. They're just there with all these chairs in front of them. So everybody gets away. And then Mark's like, no, I have to go back. Even though no one is chasing them. And then they, you know, mark market shot. marks said.
0: So, what is more, what is better, and or more ridiculous, um, this or like Hard Ticket to Hawaii? Oh, those
1: are so much better movies.
0: The Hard Ticket to Hawaii? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Those those movies are. I swear to God, like this. It 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 doesn't it it. The hard to get to Hawaii people, like, the men there are muscle-bound and attractive, you know? And, like, everybody's an idiot, but at least, like, they're all, like, attractive idiots. This movie, like, there's no way that you can believe that this man is, number one, the best case for success for the U.S. government. Like, the only person that can do it. Number two, would ever have been chosen for some vague... Biomechanical enhancement program. I mean, seriously, like he's the whiniest. Like he's just old. He's got like super thick, like wrinkles and like deep, like age lines. He's a scumbag. I, it's 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 I don't know. It's unbelievable. I hard to get to Hawaii and Malibu Express and all those movies are fun. Mm-hmm. Picasso Trigger. I always love watching those movies. I because Andy Sidaris is just like you know he's like super into that world like he's built this world for himself and he's continuously building on it like in the weirdest ways that make no sense in fucking termination man i don't know i like again i have no idea like why this man was cast when you could have cast anybody you could have cast fucking james vanderbeek in 1998 and it would have made more sense right mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Railsback. i mean it actually because of because of him and because of how it's filmed it looks like it was made in like
2: 1984
1: right um, so anyways, well, so i mean this
0: is after like for if anybody like is trying to figure out whose rails back is like i think it's probably the most notable role uh he plays dwayne barry in the x-files like the the guy that kidnaps scully like and takes her up to the <clears throat> mountain ridge um it's probably like his most famous role i would think that, like majority of people know him from um like he was old and that's like nine, what like 1994 or something like that yeah, or five yeah. that episode is he's so he's older here and that's absurd
1: right it's the absurd he's main character literally in his 50s right. in this movie for no reason i don't know it's like again this is your best chance against terrorism is this old man whose only superpower is that he's kind of strong and he can run fast for like 10 minutes Because they don't say that he can run 60 miles an hour. They say he can run 10 miles in 10 minutes, which kind of leads you to believe that after 10 minutes, he's just done. Like, he's run all he can run. Like, there's no more running in Railsback. So, yeah, I mean... I guess there's a certain level of, like, humor in this movie, and there's definitely some really funny stuff, like, that's completely unintentional, I think, when trying to make this... Um, make this dude into some like action hero. Mm-hmm. It's like that fucking Nick Cage movie. What was that one called? I can't remember. Kill, Kill shot? Me. No. Something like that though. Um, where you just you don't believe that this person is at all like this. You know what it's like. It's like watching Steven Seagal movies after like nineteen ninety four. Or 1995. Like, especially... Oh, my God. I I put, like, four Steven Seagal movies on my Tubi list just because at some point something's going to come up that's going to, like, match one of these Spin Chagrin categories. (laughs) Right. And (laughs) you know how ridiculous Vince McMahon looks with his fake little mustache painted on and his dyed hair? Yes. That's what Steven Seagal looks like post like 2014. Mm. So. Yeah. So, anyway. So, Termination Man. Um... I don't know. It was like a fucking seven on my chagrin scale. Like just, there were some things that made me laugh in it, but ultimately, I it really is rails back. Like I just, I I can't stand. Like I hate looking at them. Right. I I don't like watching them have sex with like young young women. It's really kind (laughs) of gross. Yeah. Um.
0: So is is that the chagrin movie or is? nemesis the chagrin no i love nemesis i don't want to give
1: nemesis a chagrin score
0: okay nemesis
1: is a legit recommendation that just happened to be gotcha okay all right again like i never get that lucky i usually like will luck into stuff later on but um this one like i watched it and i watched it straight through and was super into it and Mm -hmm. um kept waiting for it to like get shitty or be like really weird or make me annoyed that it was such a rip off of like blade runner but none of those things ever happened and really just made me want to watch the whole series so but yeah termination man is awful i swear to god it like it looks 15 years older than what it actually is and it's probably because the lead character is 25 years older than he should have been right right. so i mean that's, that's yeah sounds like absurd casting I don't I don't even get it. Like I tried to research, like I mean research, quote unquote. Like I read like three articles and tried to figure right. out like why was this dude cast in this role and I got I can't I, I don't know. I have no idea. So Termination Man. Huh. On Tubi as well. Right. Of course. So then movie number three, which uh-huh. I did not finish. This is okay. like the point five of my two point five. Uh huh. Um is 2022's wife-like that's W-I-F-E-L-I-K-E-E. So have you do you know anything about this movie? No. So what do you think the movie's about, judging from that title? Um, an Android wife? Yes. Okay. okay. So it's Android Wives that are replacing your real wife. Okay. Um <laughs> okay. the premise being that the super rich um, shouldn't have to put up with like the bitchiness of real women and they should be able to just buy a robot that does what they want it to do but there's a lot of um, consternation in the world because real people don't think that these robots should be used as sex slaves um, because they have sentience to a point and a lot of them are programmed with the memories of real people that have like existed before um but they're basically at the beck and call of like these men. Um so the movie focuses around um what's his name? Jonathan Rice Davis or whatever. Reese Davis? Or yeah, yeah. Reese um Myers. What is that? Oh yeah, Jonathan Rice Myers. Reese Myers. Yeah. Yeah. that a, di- a a different person. I don't know. He's been in a bunch of
0: shit. Yeah. You've seen him in all the of Okay. I thought it was... okay. Never mind, I guess I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is the guy from the Tudors, yeah. You're thinking
1: of Warwick Davis. Um. So he's this, like, Blade Runner-esque agent who's tasked with bringing the... So, uh, occasionally, like, these replicant women will get kidnapped or will, like, wander off on their own, and he brings them back to get reprogrammed. Um and it turns out that his wife died and you get like the impression at first they don't even get the impression they show you this like look i didn't finish this movie i'm not gonna lie and i don't know if i ever want to go back and finish this movie because i hated it so much mm-hmm. but the point that the movie's trying to make i think is similar to nemesis's point which is you know, what constitutes humanity? Like, what makes something human, or what makes something sentient or alive? And can a machine have sentience or be alive? Um. So I think my conjecture is that what happened in this movie is he either killed his wife, or somehow his job caused his wife to die. Mm. And he keeps, because what happens is, so that that's the thing, is that his wife is there as a robot like he's brought he's had his company cuz he works for the company that makes the wife like um sex bots um so as a reward for him they've brought him back and brought her back and given them to him and you get the impression a couple times that it's happened like previously so i think what's going to happen is he killed her or caused her to die somehow and has continuously tried to bring her back with different memories to pretend like they were in love and they weren't even like, he might not even have been like her husband or something. Um, And she's going to realize that he's actually a killer because there's times where some of like the replicants that they say he, cause he's really, he's the most successful at bringing them back. Um, They hate him. Like there's scenes with them, like flipping him off and they're supposed to be like new, newly reprogrammed. So I think that the thing is going to be that he's like some kind of murderer of women or murderer of these things And is just trying continuously to get it right with his wife, and he keeps fucking it up. And then she, like, goes crazy and dies again, or he has to kill her or something. I don't know. Who knows? It's probably not even worth thinking about. Um,
0: Has he done anything? I mean, besides this movie, obviously. Yeah, I was thinking of, because it's Jonathan Reese Myers, right, is this guy from the fucking Tudors, and then there's Jonathan Reese Davies, the famous, like... Guy from the Indiana Jones movies, that plays Sala. Um, that's well. I mean.
1: This guy was in the Mortal Instruments: City of Bones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this guy was like an it dude for like three years. Reese Myers, it. yeah. So he in 2020 he was listed as number 44 on the Irish Times list of Ireland's greatest film actors. <laughs>
0: It's really just Cole Meany 43 times and then this dude. Right. I mean, because he was in, like... If you like look in, like, you know... Ben, like, Beckham. Like, you know, Prozac Nation. Like, um, I'll Sleep When I'm Dead. Like, Bendy Fair. Alexander. Point, Like, you know, um, Mission I mean, Impossible 3. Like, he's, like, in tons of stuff. And then he gets, cast, right. in the, and he gets cast in the Tudors at some point. And that was supposed to be, like... His big, like, breakout. Like, he's a... Um, I mean, he does get, I think, nominated for some awards. Like, yeah, he gets like nominated for a Golden Globe or whatever. But it's like, like, it didn't take him anywhere. And then it's just like he just kind of—I I haven't heard his name in forever.
1: <laughs> oh, here he is. Yeah,
0: yeah that's that, so. Wife like is free somewhere.
1: Prime, I think, uh, or Paramount yeah. Plus. That's where Paramount I. Paramount Plus. Paramount yeah. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm never going back to finish it. So, did
0: you see this? Did you see the fucking Lana's in this movie? Who? Lana? Uh, Rusev's wife. What's her real name? C.J. Perry. Holly. I mean, I, if you only got like so many fruit, maybe she's not in it. Like, mm. yeah, I don't remember. Yeah.
1: anyway i would not recommend watching it based on the, the 30 some minutes of it that i watched right so really uncomfortable sex scenes um, um for a movie that's supposed to be about like the empowerment of women and how like no matter what even a robot is not meant to be like used it's definitely super exploitive um they're super they're obsessed with the main actresses like ass like they're constantly showing her ass um in various states of undress, and it's just really—I don't know. Yeah, he's really bad in it. Like I can't stand his performance, and he's doing an American accent, which comes off as—I don't know—weird and off-putting. Mm-hmm. And then I yeah. find him weird and
0: off-putting. I mean,
1: yeah, he is. He got a weird face.
0: Yeah.
1: like his neck is too thick for his jaws. <laughs> like he's got like thick neck.
0: I don't know. <laughs> right. He's a weird-looking dude. That the, his his damn picture on in Wikipedia is creeps me out.
1: Oh, there's this hilarious scene where she's riding a bicycle. So early on she's kind of trying to learn how to be like act like a human as she's like newly programmed. And mm-hmm. so she moves like a robot. And then she's riding a bike like a robot. And they do the um smashing pumpkins nineteen seventy nine like camera and she's like moving her head like a robot while she's riding a bike and it's um it's pretty ridiculous. So like, yeah. it's that. that would also make you laugh. <laughs> so anyway, would um it? I'm never gonna oh no probably not. Don't watch the movie. <laughs>
2: oh,
0: fucking. Yeah, I can't look at this dude anymore ridiculous so then
1: uh-huh i watched a fourth movie this weekend mm-hmm. well i watched a third and a half movie this weekend <laughs> right um finally watched a uh, quantum mania the third ant-man and wasp movie mm-hmm. or i guess the second ant-man and wasp movie and the third ant-man movie i don't right. know right yeah sure
0: um if you're gonna you watch it down that well, far yeah uh yes yep, yep. Yeah, because I didn't know it was on Disney until you said that you were watching it or whatever. And then I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know it was up.
1: So, I really enjoyed it. I so, thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I liked the fact that it was basically a self-contained world for the most part. Yep. Without, like, involving... I, I think that's probably what I like the most about those Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. Is that um, they really do kind of just stick to ant or i'm sorry the ant-man movies they kind of stick to that ant-man like pym family Mm -hmm. thing um which i really enjoy because i love the dynamic between all those characters um i like his teenage daughter a lot like i think that Mm -hmm. it's a really good
0: character yep i I think
1: it's i think it's really disappointing that so in this movie i'm going to say only in quotes it only made about 500 million dollars worldwide um which is mind-blowing if you even think about like 10 years ago that a movie can make (laughs) half a billion dollars and be considered like a failure in terms of it's, you know, not franchise, but like the universe that it shares. But, you know, I thought I I liked Kang as a villain. Um, I'm a little disappointed that, you know, you said this, we were on a call the other night and that it seems like he's kind of just like written out
0: now. Um, It's not official, but it seems like it's leaning that way. Probably. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because the actors like got me too would or not even me too would like was like, like assaulted legitimately assaulted his right? girlfriend yeah. in a club or something. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah fucking ridiculous. Yeah, um, I like all the characters in the quantum verse. Um, I think it might be kind of cool to see. Like, I, I, Ant Man's one of those things where I wish it was a series on Disney. Like, I wasn't watching like She Hawk, I could just watch like an Ant Man series with Rudd and. Mm-hmm. evangeline lilly and um douglas and pfeiffer like fighting crime and getting into wacky adventures because i really like the pairings of all those people i think that they're really they have really good chemistry together um that it does the same thing that i'm not gonna say bothers because it doesn't bother me but i always feel like the ant-man movies try just a little too hard to be funny um mm-hmm. too much And the one thing... So, let me see how you felt about this. So, there's a character that's introduced that's basically like a living blob of slime. And there's a joke about humans having holes in their body Mm -hmm. and having seven holes. And what do you use those holes for? Sure. And I kind of felt like it was maybe a little too... I don't know if risque is not the right word, but forcibly trying to it's trying to force innuendo a little too much for me. I think does that make sense? Uh... Like I I I felt like in the initial joke it would have been like because it made me laugh when uh-huh. the guy from um the Good Place who's a psychic yeah. Um, kind of reads Ant Man's mind, and they're talking about the number of holes that, right. that a human has. Yeah. And you know, you think about it, and you count them yourself. You're like, "Oh, right, like that or, is true." Uh huh.
0: But then it's just like, yeah, you know, I re- I really laughed at Rudd. Like you can tell, like he's like trying to calculate, like <laughs> right, like because like, I
1: was doing the same thing. It's kind of like, one, two, three, right? Four. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. But then, like, I don't know. It's like just maybe like two beats too long. That they have this blob creature talking about like how he doesn't understand holes and he doesn't have any holes. Mm. I mean, they pay it off later because he right. gets
0: holes and it's it's, it's funny. In yes, the end. I didn't, I didn't have a problem with the holes thing.
1: I, it's not that I, that's what that's what I'm saying. I don't want to say that I have a problem with it because that's not the right way to say it. Yeah, it's yeah. just like I wish they wouldn't push. So hard to try and make everything a joke. I guess. Yeah, right. sure, sure.
0: I, I I do miss to some degree. Like, I didn't, I didn't particularly. They're not, they don't rank highly for me in terms of the Marvel movies. But I do wish there were some more that were just kind of like straight without the jokiness Um, like uh, Captain America movies. Like Captain America doesn't have like the most, like doesn't have a lot of that Marvel sense of humor. At least the first two don't. Yeah. Um. And I do wish there were some things that were a bit more serious, like everything. And uh, a friend of the podcast, Aiden, like way back during like phase like two was like kind of like bitching a lot about the Marvel sense of humor, so, like thinking things were forced and stuff like that. I remember. And I was like, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. But it's like everything's been infected by it now, I think, like no matter what it is. Um.
1: So let me agree with you. Mm hmm. I think the problem is that it's stuff like the Thor movies where I think if you had one franchise that was kind of like the comedy franchise. And I think that should be this franchise. Like I think the Ant-Man universe is the perfect setup for because of like Rudd's comedic timing and like, they just, they're all like funny people and they're really good together. And I just wish it wasn't in, like, every other franchise, you know? Like, right. everything else has to be funny. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but, again, yeah. it doesn't bother me, because I... I mean, as we go on, I really think that Ant-Man might be my favorite, just, like, universe then within the Marvel Universe. Like, the one that I like best. And, and that's probably not fair, because everything else has kind of moved on from where it originally was. Yeah. Um
0: i really liked all the ant-man movies i mean like i said i i think we were talking about the other night like i i think i think guardians probably is like my favorite and then it's like ant-man's right after that um and i still think james gunn has like a a, just a different enough sense of humor that and then that's going to be interesting to see like how that all that plays out eventually but um in dc but i think he yeah, has just a different enough sense of humor compared to the traditional marvel humor that it 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 feels different it feels like a a slightly different world and stuff like that um but i like ant Man's sense of humor as well and that yeah. sometimes feels different i think than the other tra- it, not to say that it's not there but it's it feels still feels different enough from that traditional marvel humor um Yeah, it's like the Thor Thor humor. I think you're right. The Thor humor is like the traditional Marvel humor in some way to me. And it's not that I dislike. I like the first first Thor. I hate the second one. I like the third. The fourth had some fun stuff. But the fourth is where you see it, I think. And how, like, the villain gets nerfed. I think we talked about that either off air or on air briefly. But, like, we talked because you watched it, right? Uh,
1: Love and Thunder? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And how they, like, they nerf the villain in that and don't give Bale's villain enough screen time to actually feel fleshed out or formidable, kind of, like, in any way. is just kind of there, and... There's fun stuff in it, but that's filled with Marvel humor. I think part of the problem is... When you
1: take an idea that was... Because the, um... What's her name Jane whatever mm-hmm. oh, oh my gosh I get tired in here mm-hmm. that storyline I think stretched out over the course of like a year and a half like her becoming Thor right. and then the whole cancer thing in the comics mm-hmm. and I think that you do it a disservice by just trying to cram everything together even though that movie's what like two and a half hours long or something like it's it's not enough time to do that relationship justice which I think was an important part of that movie and maybe the most important part of that movie is her and Thor like rekindling their relationship and you just have this random dude in the background who I mean I think I don't know I think that's an interesting concept for like a long-form series is this god butcher Who's basically just doing it because he was let down by, you know, his god, like, in his infancy or whatever, like, as a a mortal. Yeah. Um, I think that's an interesting premise, and I think it it would have been better served playing out in a more serious way, as opposed to surrounded by comedy, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Agreed. And... I mean, I don't know where they're introduced in Hercules or where that goes. Um, I guess does is Hemsworth like signed for a fifth movie or something or
0: Yeah, it feels to be- me like Hemsworth might be signed for at least a couple more maybe in um the universe. I don't know whether they're gonna be Thor movies or not, but yeah. No I haven't heard anything about him like exiting the MCU yeah so my suspicion is they got him for at least a couple more um and i think for something like you know when he shows up like in or no never mind that was the guardians showing up in thor um not vice versa but i i think there's times where um sometimes they'll just throw extra money for a day or two's worth of work to some of these actors and it doesn't count towards however many they signed for
1: yeah, um, that's probably true. It's like the Brock Lesnar,
0: right? Yes, yep. Um, <laughs> right, he's scheduled. <sketchy>, right. Yep. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I really liked Ant Man. I I like the dynamic between all those characters in it. Uh, it feels everything feels like l- legit between like the Pims, and it all feels like realistic in the sense of like. Their, like, their relationships with, uh, you know, with Ant-Man's daughter, like, everything feels like it they actually do know each other and, like, they're real, like, human beings that have relationships, where I think sometimes that gets missed in Marvel at times yeah. as well. Um, so, yeah, it was just a really fun movie. I thought it was a fun, um, ridiculous cameo by Bill Murray in it. Um, yes.
1: And, but, but, like, a really like dark
0: oh yeah yeah yeah. i mean it's it's, it's gross yeah he's a gross person (laughs) yeah Yeah. slimy um yeah i really like that um i liked i liked like the cheap pop aspects of it with like the you know the revolution and like you know all that kind of stuff i just thought and i love the fact it was like a hundred and like or hour and 45 minutes
1: yeah it was a perfect life yep Told a nice tight story. Yep, hit all these really good points. Made me mm-hmm. laugh. Made me tear up a little bit at the end. Yeah, and just
0: and it is a shame about majors in the sense that I think that dude between that and Loki like nailed that care like the versions of that character. I think he I think he was amazing as this Kang. Yeah. Um, and I think that that I don't know if the person that wrote that movie wrote it or if it was a staff writing room or something or. A committee type thing but i think the dialogue that they give kang in that is really well done really well executed i think he plays it really well um i think the only thing that you know i don't think ultimately it matters because they do have a kang dynasty movie set up at some point um on the schedule i don't really think it matters if you change the actor out
1: just wasn't because... that kind of the whole point of the end of the movie that there's like yes like, like 10,000 kangs that sure.
0: exist, and they're all like right slightly different from each yep. other. Yep, so that's why I was saying I don't think it's a big deal. And then Loki, you know, being trying to be comedic, like you know, in that series establishes that there's different gendered Lokis and different species of Loki, like and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I think you can just do whatever you want, honestly, and it still works. Um, for that, but I, I do like his performance despite him being a woman beater um that's unfortunate
1: yeah that's not unfortunate because i'm sad that he doesn't get the role anymore it's unfortunate that people
0: can be so gross yes uh and then there was something else i just i i thought about what that movie that i really liked but um oh i thought the stuff with modok like um is fucking hilarious like i i don't have any attachment to that character from the comics so i'm assuming playing it for comedy maybe if could possibly do you think offend people oh
1: no Modoc is 100
0: percent a comedic character he always. is oh okay yeah. all
1: right I, I mean there's so Modoc is one of those things where it's like he's kind of funny because he's always ridiculous mm-hmm. but he also like will murder the shit out of people so he's because he's um no pun intended but he's the head of uh game i yeah, think uh-huh. uh-huh oh maybe that's the leader i can't remember it's what he, he's part of one of those organizations um but yeah like it's it, it's a really good representation of that character a really great callback to the first movie with like darren or whatever yes. I, I thought that uh-huh. was fantastic uh-huh um, has a really good ending to it. Like, finally, I, I finally joined the Avengers. Like, oh, oh
0: I, that no, that's that's what I'm talking about. Like, that is amazing. Like, yeah, that, that's probably the thing I laughed at the most is what. what we were like brothers. That's the first. Yeah. yeah, I always
1: thought of you as a brother. <laughs> yes,
0: and then did like, you <laughs> right? It's like no, no. We were like brother, and he's trying to be nice. We it's, were, we were, yes, yeah. Um and then the yeah I'm finally an Avenger <laughs> um, yeah that
1: that I thought that was amazing that yeah. really funny
0: yes yes
1: and yeah. so like I don't know that that's it's why like I I think Ant Man might be my favorite like franchise in general um in the Marvel universe just because of stuff like that because here's a character that was introduced in one um. I mean, obviously, like introduced in the first Ant Man, but like this character introduced in like one movie has a complete character arc, makes you laugh, kind of makes you feel some things, and then has a great like exit, you know, and just they just move on from it. Like I don't know, it's just really good, right? Yeah, and so many like the the fact that Paul Rudd is just like a regular dude, like he's not, you know, Spider Man or Mm-hmm. the incredible hawk like just <laughs> he's some... not
0: spider-man <laughs> that's another right. funny, funny bit. yeah <laughs> you're the, the other bug. The, yes yes
1: <laughs> but that's you know like that it's one of the reasons and i'm i'm sad that people kind of like shit on it um that's why i like that hawkeye series so much because mm-hmm. he's just a dude you know he's not like i don't know like dark and edgy or forlorn or whatever just just a regular guy and it just makes him like relatable and i don't know anyway so if you haven't watched um quantum mania it's definitely worth watching and one of the better marvel movies i think in um in quite some time
0: yeah it's 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 definitely uh, one of the top couple like in um the you know since the end of the last like saga or whatever um, which is I think overall has been mediocre to disappointing in a lot of ways, um, with some of these movies, but
1: so let me let me ask you this question. It's uh-huh. completely unrelated to any Chagrin movie yeah. or movie in general. Uh-huh. Have we ever talked about Haslab, H A S L A B? Hasbro, you okay. know the yeah. toy company. Uh-huh. Yeah. Has a Kickstarter esque boutique. Service called Haslab, okay. And what Haslab does is it offers you the chance to pay a very large sum of money for something that they would normally not put in a store. So they made a complete razor's edge from the Mandalorian for the three mm-hmm. and three quarter inch Star Wars figures through Haslab. It was like five hundred dollars. They did a they did a um, a black a black series. Um sail barge like a gigantic sail barge through Haslab, um like a three foot tall Galactus action figure through Haslab. So they have a GI Joe Kickstarter on Haslab now for the Dragonfly, which is the helicopter. Mm-hmm. and sixty nine dollars. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, that kind of seems like a steal to me. <laughs> like I think I might, I think I might back this uh
0: you really? I, <laughs>
1: yeah, because I I didn't back the hiss and I regret it.
0: Uh huh.
1: Um. So for the ninety nine percent of the people listening to this, I could give a shit. Right. Um. I'm GI Joe is my favorite toy line of all time, and um, I collect old GI Joe and I collect the new Classified GI Joe.
2: <clears throat>
1: but the new Classified GI Joe is a little less appealing to me because. I don't know. It's just it's kind of expensive, and I haven't yet found a way to display them because there's so many of them. But they've done a Kickstarter for a hiss, which is the tank. Um, that was three hundred, I think, and now there's this one which is like two hundred and seventy, and this thing looks fucking amazing. And I really, the idea of having this like six inch scale fucking helicopter, I don't know. It's very appealing to me. Oh, it lights up. Oh my god. Anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, No, I, I mean, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you like it probably. I'm sure you'll you'll like it a lot. Um
1: I don't know if I can do it though because it's one of those things where 274.99. So it just got announced today. Mhm. It already has 8,075 backers. Mhm. And it has forty two days left to fund, Jesus. which means it's gonna have all kinds of shit that it gets like. Oh my god, it's got a light up control panel and stuff.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> two and a half feet long, man, with like a wild bill figure. Oh my god, it man, looks so but, just
0: fuck, just fucking do it. I think I'm, you yeah. obviously, you obviously like want to. I mean, well, I got forty two days to to think about it
1: this is what happened with the fucking hiss though. Right. They also released, um, they redid the sky striker, which is the, um, the jet plane from the original GI Joe, Mm -hmm. uh, toy line in the same scale, but with like different, um, anyway, just like, like a modern version of that. Um, and I didn't back that either. And I, yeah, Oh my God! It only needs nineteen thousand backers for you to get three extra figures. What are the three? Does it
0: doesn't say what three extra figures are?
1: Uh, the first one is Ripcord, okay. Which he looks—it looks really good. They haven't announced the other two yet because I guess they're gonna wait. But it'll get to that point, right? Huh. I gotta do it. Yeah. I'm not gonna good. tell anybody when I do it. It's fine. I shouldn't have talked about it here. I've said too much.
0: <laughs> uh, you're, you are shot your wallet on a dry run. I, I definitely
1: do not have hundreds of G.I. Joes displayed in my room right now. <laughs> it's probably only 100. They also announced a trouble bubble. What's that? You remember the trouble bubble? No, I
2: don't remember that
1: uh it's the thing it's the thing that cobra rides in it's like uh it's basically like a cockpit with a seat that they fly around in it's like a single seat
0: oh yeah i remember that yeah i never had that yeah what was the thing like the crimson brothers used to ride around in? what is that thing called like the wheel you know what i'm talking about the wheel yeah
1: Pretty sure it was their vehicle. Like, like they didn't have a vehicle. The crimson, the huh? tanks and Zaymont. No, hmm. they were in the his tank all the time. But that's not a wheel. Hmm. Are you thinking
0: about the fucking buzz bore? Why Why are you? Why are you cursing when you say that? Because you want you want everybody to be. I can't. You had the buzz bore when you were a kid, right? Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah,
1: right. So maybe you had them ride in the buzzboard. I did. And- I did. I
0: had them ride in the buzzboard.
1: Yeah. There was there was nobody driving that vehicle.
0: Yeah, that's it. I found it.
1: The buzzboard was a 5.99 <laughs> toy that uh-huh. didn't come with a driver. Gotcha. Okay. All right. You said that you you tried to give the buzzboard to somebody else before, but I can't remember (laughs) who it was. We were at the bar, I think, and we were talking about (laughs) GI Joe, and you were like, "Oh yeah, he used to drive the wheel thing." And I said, "The wheel thing," and you were like, "Yeah, he was the driver of that bit." And I was like, "The buzzboard?" And yeah, the buzzboard. Secret, I own the buzzboard too. So yeah, yeah. What is
0: the? I had the persuader here. Um, Yeah. Who drove that? Anybody? Yeah.
1: Oh shit! What's his name? Yeah, the pers. No, 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 no. It's a, its own unique driver. Mm-hmm. Any of the bigger vehicles came with a named character that was unique to that vehicle. Gotcha. I mean, maybe Gung Ho drove the Persuader for you, but Gung Ho, like Gung Ho, never had a vehicle that was his own. Right. He was just a you know an individual figure. It was Law and Order. Law and Order did what? Drove the Persuader, apparently. Now, that's also.
0: So, so is this somebody on eBay with their own kayfabe? Like, I am.
1: Law is the guy with the um, dog. Law and Order is a man and his dog. Oh, well, it's just got Law. Let's see who drove it. I really wish I knew this. I should know this. I got to go to gi joe dot com. Backstop.
0: Backstop. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he was right. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I remember yeah, him. I never, yeah, I never had. I never had the persuader. Yeah, he's a fucking tag team wrestler in my
1: mm.
0: wrestling league. Like, and he wasn't called Backstop. I don't know what he was called. I don't remember. Who would he was ever job- call anybody he was, Backstop? He was saying he was he was jobber. Um. <clears throat>
1: He didn't have shit going on. Here's it since we'll just get all the embarrassing things out of the way now. <laughs> um over the past like 3 months, I've come close on several occasions to buying a complete GI Joe Whale, the hovercraft,
2: because mm, mm-hmm.
1: that's like one of my favorite action figure vehicles of all time. Um and I just can't bring myself to spend the money on it. I found it for as low as 200, like mostly complete, just missing a couple of the fins, which I'm fine with like not having like all that stuff just to have like the basic thing. But it's like I sit there and I look at it on eBay and I think, man, like I could just like, I just pull the trigger, just do it. And then I look around and I'm like, where am I going to put it? And I got to display it like appropriately, but I don't know. It'll happen at some point. And then I think, you know, you need money to go fly back to Thailand and Right. You know, save your money for that. So Yeah. No, I hear you. Oh, I got out of jury duty tomorrow. I didn't get out of it. I just don't have to go.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Um like in the sense of like your your number's not like gonna
1: be picked or No, I called and they said we don't need any jurors tomorrow. Oh, okay. So I'm really yeah. hoping that um I call tomorrow and it's the same thing. Right, Because yeah, they, yeah, called, they, yeah. they called they called hundred and forty for Monday. Right. Which is right. like that I I can't imagine hundred and forty people can fit in that fucking room. Right. Wait, oh, yeah. I mean I know that like there's the auxiliary room and then you can go outside and smoke and whatever.
0: Yeah, there's the auxiliary room. Plus like I mean, don't they like at like, you know They expect so many people like not to show up usually, I think.
1: Really? Mm hmm. How do you not show up for jury duty? Isn't that like a bench warrant if you don't show up for jury duty?
0: I don't, th- I don't. I mean, I, I think, I think in the kayfabe or something like there's some shit like that, but I don't know if that's really happens. Really? Um, yeah, no, I don't think so. Well, I want to know because I, I don't want to could... go. Yeah, Brandy got a summons, like jury duty summons, and um called the day to see if like she'd get out of it and they're like no nah, like we can push it back a little bit so she got pushed back like a month or so
1: yeah my original summons was um when i was in thailand yeah hurry it was like the week the last full week i was there so there, i mean obviously what am i to do fly back so i got it pushed out but i got to choose my week so i chose this week on purpose not knowing that i would have like a thousand things to do this week and it would be the absolute worst week i could have chosen um i actually have a, my job interviews tomorrow so i'm applying yeah. for a new job within my right. company and i might mm-hmm. third interview yeah um which actually i'm pretty excited for yeah, yeah i think be, i have a good chance of good getting it. Good. yeah no. yeah i think so i'm i get a good feeling from the people i talk to and i'm you know Yeah, I think that would be really good. Oh, my God. You know, we were talking about this at work today. You know that I have been in charge of other people for 26 years of my life now. Like, that's a ridiculous amount of time to have to tell other people what to do. Like, I am so tired of telling other people what to do. I just want to be in charge of me and nobody else. Right. Right.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
1: Tiresome. All right, you want to spin this wheel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it. The category is "It's the end of the world as we know it." No, I've already got like a dozen things. Of course. I told you I'm largely taking it easy on you this year.
1: I mean, you don't have any say. What? I mean, you do have complete say, but... <laughs> not in the sense that you I can't mean, control there, what a... spins on the wheel. All right. Um, so oh, you know what? I just found a post-apocalyptic movie I've never seen. Mm. Um, I'm going to watch that shit. I almost watched it the other day, and I didn't. Because mm. I thought, well... Maybe there'll be a spin chagrin that comes right. up, and sure enough. Let me tell you another hack that I have that if Easter has listened this far into the podcast, he's gonna get angry about. I've started buying pre-cooked hard boiled eggs in have you ever have you seen these? Uh like, yes. Yeah. The and sure. Not mm-hmm. not like the two pack that you get from like Wawa, but like a pack of like ten hard boiled eggs and they're like 3.99 and it's the best fucking deal ever. Yeah. Like they're already like I don't have to go through all the fucking work of like boiling them and peeling them and dealing with that shit. It's done for me. They taste good. I make my egg salad and it's delicious and it's fucking honestly one of the best things I've ever found hmm. in my life. So. I am hmm. all about the pre-cooked hard boiled egg.
0: Nice. Um. No, I, I. I don't know. I would be suspicious of them. I think when I've seen them, I was like, "Huh." I'm not sure.
1: I was suspicious too. But you mm-hmm. know what? I tried it once, and I was like, "Shit, these they they taste good." Okay. Seriously, all I do is make egg salad with them for the most part, or I'll like cut them in half and put them in a salad.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. I like a hard boiled egg with my salad sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure, I do too. All right. Um, well, good luck on your job interview. And um, uh, we will be back next week with uh, it's the end of the world as we know it. And yes, friend? Did Yeah. I, did I mess Deuce. you up? Did I mess you up?
2: All no.
1: Right. Have no, a I good would week. To say, deuces. I feel fine.